minus 20 seconds. The Dream 3 Podcast back for episode 15 here with Doughboy Sports Cards. Neil, and back again for his second appearance, our buddy Dujanae Bland. Dujanae, thanks for coming back on with us, man. Man, I appreciate it. It's always fun talking shop with you guys. Always. You know, we we had brought you on before the NFL season started. Now we're, we're weeks into it. Um, we can kind of see the lay of the land for this NFL season. We'll get uh, talking about that here real soon. But first off, we got to thank our sponsors, as always. Um, got to thank Slab Savers, protectorslab.com. Use code DREAM3 to get 10% off your order. You know, always protect those slabs, man, especially when you're sending things out. Graded Card Solutions, gradedship.com. Use code DREAM15 to get 15% off on your order. I know because I'm shipping cards out right now using the great products from Graded Card Solutions. And finally, remember, if you, I've seen a bunch of stuff on Facebook lately about, you know, people hating eBay, uh, not just prices, but seller fees. So go to prospect.cards. Um, you can sell slabs. You can sell raw cards for, you know, whatever you want. And you get, if you use the referral code DREAM3, you get two months with 0% seller fee. After that, you're going to go no higher than 5%. So go on, check them out. That's www.prospect.cards. So thanking the sponsors. Now we're back into it. It's the NFL season. We had a probably a great week of NFL football. We have the Monday night game going on right now. Um, I had to follow everything up from behind since obviously I was in Bristol, Tennessee this weekend racing. I kind of want to start out if you guys caught it. Um, the Seahawks and Pittsburgh game, you know, I got home, uh, back from the track and was able to watch that game. Uh, some thoughts that I had just right off the top is Roethlisberger looks super old. The Steelers look out of sync and Geno Smith does not deserve to be an NFL quarterback. Correct. Correct. And correct. <laughs> you work for the Do what now? I said, do you work for the NFL? Because I think you summed it up perfectly. Well, it's just like it, 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 it's the Roethlisberger. It, and, you know, if you've watched football long enough, you can tell players who have hung on a year too long. Um, you saw it with Robert Mathis. He didn't have that quick step off the edge anymore. You see it with Ben Roethlisberger. He can't evade people like he used to he guys don't bounce off of him like he used to he can't run and throw the ball like he used to so if i'm the steelers do i stick with roethlisberger and try to limp through the rest of the season or do i go to dewey haskins or or somebody else and trying to get them you know prepped for next year because if you're pittsburgh you got to think of the quarterback position you know you're moving on from ben next year so start thinking for the future I'll let you, you take this one, D-Blank. You can't trust Dwayne Haskins, though. That's the <laughs> whole thing. It's, it's apparent they can't because, I mean, if they could and they felt like they could win with him, I think they would have given a shot in a couple games where Ben just didn't look like he had it together at all. Um, you know, I, I I just – I think they, they brought Dwayne in. I think he's a project. I don't know whether uh, he will ever – 
materialized because I still think a lot of the same things that he was doing in Washington are still the same. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think that's going to change. So if if he was somebody, they would have put him out there and given him a shot in a couple of games. So that pretty much says, you know, pretty much speaks, uh, you know, volumes, unless they really believe in Ben like that. I, I just don't see it, though. No, like last year, Ben played well for, what, the first 12 games of the season, mm-hmm. 13 games yep. of the season, and then he just he derailed. So I don't know if, if he, as a Steelers – front office if you're saying if you see that and you're like okay we just had a terrible end of the year or you really saw Ben decline uh, but I think you definitely see it now the problem is at least from my perspective you have nobody to put in place except for Ben and Pittsburgh is notorious for not having losing seasons so the problem is if you go 8-8 eight and eight or this year, eight and nine with Ben, you're not going to put yourself in a position to actually draft a quarterback that's worth something. So mm-hmm. you're stuck with Ben until Ben retires, and then you have to suck for a year, and then you get your chance at a quarterback. Because like you just, they, they will never put themselves in a position because their team is good enough to carry them to seven wins a year. Yeah, and you're definitely. You're definitely going to, yeah, you're going to see that. And they have good, you know, they have good parts and pieces. And, you know, they're plagued by the injury bug. I think this is also, you're, you're thinking next year, long term, you're going to need another big time wide receiver. I think Juju Smith Schuster's out of there. Yeah. Um, it Too much injuries, too much, you know, I would say not off the field issues, but kind of like, you know, people are kind of over that crap. Um, I, I still think he's a good primetime player. But I don't think Pittsburgh wants to pay him for what he's worth. He hasn't produced enough to to earn a long term contract. Not Does a that big... mean Antonio Brown was right about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Antonio Brown was right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him now, dude. He's the star in Tampa Bay. Absolutely, the star. You know. It's like every NFL team. You gotta. You're gonna have some head case players, but. You know, they know what's going on inside the organization. Yep. Players who have been there and who know how things run have the feel of what's going on. Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, Najee Harris is a great running back. I think he's going to be one of the, uh, a star back in years to come. I think Steelers still have a great defense that is kind of getting a little older on the front line, but I still think their back seven is really, really good. Um, but I look over to the Seattle side, um, a lot of a lot of fumbles, and not just by Geno Smith, because you know you can't take anything away from from uh, T.J. Watt wrecking, just wreaking havoc, and had like three strip sacks in like the final quarter and in overtime. Um, but like D.K. Metcalf fumbling the ball, like there was just. Somebody of that stature, you don't expect to put the ball down on the ground with you know the game on the line. So I thought Seattle looked pretty bad. Obviously, it's Geno's first start in like 1,400 and something days. He hasn't started since he was playing for the Giants. I had no idea he was in the league. He's been in the league for nine years. I'll be honest with you. I didn't either. Blows my mind because I remember him. Want I, I was we were in high school when he was playing in college. 
Yeah, I I did not did not know he was still there, and he still looks the same in my opinion. Yeah, trash. still looks the same. It's not. It, you would think it's like okay, he, he had that one. He had that one little moment when he came off the bench. He looked really good, but I'm like, there's no way you're gonna get that lightning in a bottle again. Um, and it we saw that. We saw that. And he looks the same. The same mm-hmm. batted down balls. The weird throws. The ill advised throws. It's all the same. It you know, and it's like, how are we? I we talk. I think I've talked about this several times. The backup quarterback position in the NFL is the most disrespected position in all of NFL. If you lose your starter, who are you going to? Like some of these teams, who are you going to? Your season is done mm-hmm. because you don't care. And it's like there's a couple teams in the league that's got some serviceable guys, but overall, dude, it's awful. Like, I mean, if they're giving out jobs to those backups, I mean, I'm not – I know it's kind of disrespectful because I'm really not that much of an athlete, but I'll I'll defer to 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 you guys. But, Caleb, you could be playing quarterback, dude. <laughs> I mean, you, look, you can look at the Colts position. You know, when Carson Wentz goes down um, during the Rams game, Jacob Eason got one series. One series, and that was enough to let the Colts know that he's not the guy. So they bring Brett Hundley up from the practice squad, and not only do they bring him up, they name him the backup quarterback, moving Jacob Eason to third. Whether Jacob Eason's been in the system for two years and Brett Hundley's been off the street for two weeks. So uh, I agree, and you know, anytime you lose your starting quarterback, what's the fan base say? Well, you know, season's over. You, you don't find very many guys who are, you know, ready to play. You're, you're not really, unless you have a first round draft pick, let, let's say like a Patrick Mahomes situation where Alex Smith is playing up front or Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type situation where you have a, you know, all pro uh, future hall of famer, you know, in the lead with, with that backup, who's a high round pick you know, coming into it. Nine times out of 10, when you take a high-rise quarterback, he better be starting by about halfway through the first season. If yeah. not, the fan base is going to get on you, but then they're going to get on you if he starts to suck. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember when Peyton Manning was brand new. He threw, what, 31 interceptions in his rookie year, and we were like, oh, man, this guy sucks. So unless you're willing to, to ride out those rookie waves and you're still seeing them with guys like Baker Mayfield, um, Daniel Jones, like Sam Darnold, like these guys are still in their sucking phase and we'll try to figure out if they're good, not three years down the line, but you got to go five years. Like one of my notes is Sam Darnold looked trash, trash. I was so disappointed. And the thing of it is he pissed me off because he played well, like the last two weeks. So I started him in my fantasy league and he gave me nothing, nothing. I'm like, you had like almost 40 points two weeks ago. Who did Sam play last week? Who the, par- who the Panthers play last week? Uh, I let me go to let me go to the wheelhouse. I'll find them. Right, Philadelphia. So yes. terrible defense. Yeah, terrible defense. The yeah, week before yeah, yeah. he plays Dallas, terrible defense. You're right. The three weeks before that, he plays literally the bottom three teams in the league in a row. Like, I I have been on this train and other people have been on the Sam Darnold train. That's okay. But like you saw how much he could do 
in the Jets organization, but he played the Vikings, by the way. That was Eagles was last week. That's what I'm saying. Eagles was last week. The week before was Dallas. Yeah. And then he played the Vikings. Like yeah. those aren't great defenses. No. Nah. Yeah. But they yeah. are the bottom three defenses in the league. Like he played <clears throat> the first three weeks. The point I'm trying to make is like Darnold at this point in year what four? Mm-hmm. He should have shown and on a new team with a with an electric offensive around him. Yeah. My, minus minus Christian McCaffrey because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, but Chuba Hubbard looks yeah. great. He True. does. It, so you have like, you have great wide receiver, not great wide receivers, but you have above average wide receivers on Panthers. Yeah, I mean Robbie Ro- Robbie Anderson was with a top fifteen guy last year. DJ, DJ Moore is a top ten guy this top. year right now. Like, and you have Christian McCaffrey didn't play last year, but you have Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard looks like an like a great player as well. Like, you don't have an excuse now. Like, you worked, you played for the Jets. You have an excuse there, but you don't mm-hmm. have an excuse now. No, and then going seventeen of forty-one. Like, what are you missing? Like, yeah. like, are are you missing your checkdowns? Like, are you not? Is the play not developing? Is there miscommunication? Because seventeen of 41, 41 tells me you're throwing the ball way too much time, way, way. too many times. There's you're, there's no balance in the game, and that could be a coaching thing. You know, college college style coach. You know, might be going pass heavy, kind of like a Mike Mike Leach air raid type offense. Yeah, but, but that wasn't. Remind me what the coach's name in Carolina? Because he coached he coached at uh, yeah Matt Rule or something like that. Matt yeah, Rule. Matt he Rule. he coached at Baylor, right? Mm-hmm. But he was even at Baylor. He wasn't his his scheming wasn't all pass because his quarterbacks were athletic and he had a good mm-hmm. run game. So I mean. I don't know. I don't think it's coaching. I think it's just the guy just not able to get the job done. Now, is is this on the Jets? Is this on him? Because see, this is my. I have a thing, and this is what I said when he got there. I wanted to see. We've seen this, and I always go back to the uh, Patrick Ramsey deal. Patrick Ramsey could have been a good quarterback, but he was used goods because he was beat up in Washington so bad that he really just could never see outside of the rush. And I feel like. Sam is the same thing. Is he is he going to be that guy that just been beat up so much with that organization that will he never reach his full potential with what he has as pieces because he was basically beat to crap with the Jets and he just can't recover because he can't see outside of all of those things, the rush, the different things, because he feels like he's always going quicker than he needs to because he never can slow it down because of what he went through with the Jets. And you find that with a lot of quarterbacks. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? This makes me think of a little bit of Andrew Luck. Now, Colts better organization 100%, but Andrew Luck got the crap kicked out of him. Like every year he was in the league, but Mm -hmm. he still put the ball on the money. He still stepped in. He still took the hits. He still put the ball down. He still threw 40 touchdowns. Yeah, he might have 13, 18, 20 interceptions. But if you're putting 40 touchdowns on the board and you're second in the NFL in touchdown passes, you're, you're making you're you're making your team win. Like you yeah. were you were giving it your best effort. So it it, it, it all falls on the player itself. Like, yeah. it, you know, you can have like like you just mentioned, Neil, like you can have a crappy offensive line around you. 
you know, Andrew Luck still made plays. You put Curtis Painter in there, he couldn't make play. He couldn't make the IUPUI flag football team. <laughs> he was in the NFL. Right. So it, it falls on the players. So, you know, maybe Sam Darnold, even in Carolina, is seeing ghosts. Maybe, I mean, maybe he's just not that good, unfortunately. Maybe he's just he's not, the guy, he's not the guy that people drafted him to be. Then that happens. Like Daniel Jones, he's not the guy that people. But I said that coming out, man. I, I just. I agree. I, I, I don't agree. know why. I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and it's like it's like it's amazing. This guy has all these tools, but there's something missing, and you can see that there was something missing, and yet they're trying to, you know, put a square peg in a round hole here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, and you know, I didn't think that Daniel Jones was going to obviously be drafted by the Giants. I think. Most of that and that organization falls on the Mara family's shoulders. I think they are not knowing how to run an organization. Like it's it's Jerry Jones, but not Jerry Jones. They want to be involved and too much involved, but they have no football background. At least with Jerry Jones, Jerry played college football. Jerry won a national championship. Um, the Mara family is kind of just like you know, money vampires, like, but, and they don't even understand half the game or their audience because they're also the ones that, that fought for the taunting rule this year. So it's not like, you know, they understand the full scope of what's going on. So um, yeah, Daniel Jones, you know, we were all high on him, you know, car prices on him were skyrocketing early on. And then sophomore season just, just dumped off and, He's an afterthought now. He's going to be, you know, Probably I feel be gone after this year. And I feel so sorry for Saquon. Like Saquon's going to be wasting years of his running back career yeah. there. Yeah. He's way, yeah. He's, yeah. It's sad. It's that so talent, sad. Saquon's talent is being wasted away. Big time. And it, it's kind of like Andrew Love. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, could you imagine Andrew with this team that they have right now? I think he. I think. I think they dominate. Honestly, with with Andrew, with this team now, I think they really take hold of that division easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're four and one. Yeah, I would agree. I agree. They're probably four and one also. Yeah. And he didn't have the running game that they have right now. The receivers they have in place, and the defense, defense. is playing fairly uh, well. So I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that are there that if he if he was there now, I, I think he would be just lighting it up. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I think the running game is the biggest part because just like, you know, we go back to Sam Darnold's numbers, 17 of 41. Like, if you're throwing the ball 41 times, that tells me you can't run the ball. And obviously, you know, Chris McCaffrey's not not gone. Is but didn't gone. Chuba average, wasn't he averaging like five five yards a carry? On how many carries? He had he only had like eighteen or twenty something stupid. Uh, Chuba had sixteen carries for sixty one yards. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. So he's My you know, he is in October. You know, I'm looking at the regular season stats. So he's got fifty six attempts for two hundred and twenty yards this year. 
So not bad. He's at, not great, he's, but not bad. Yeah, he's averaging about three three point eight. Yeah. So I mean, he had a good game against Philadelphia, and I think it's you not know, McCaffrey, but it's it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. It's like when when uh, when Edron James blew his ACL out for the first time. We had James Mungro step up, and James Mungro was having hundred yard games, and some guy that most people didn't even hear of until you got to like Dominic Rhodes, and uh, yeah, going from there. So, hey, I'll bring this up as a as a different as an opposite side of the coin. Take Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jared goes to play for the Lions, and the Lions are complete trash. Matthew Stafford goes to play for the Rams, and he looks phenomenal. If mm-hmm. if Matthew Stafford is playing for the Lions still, they probably have two or three wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he's, he's finally given a place to where he can excel, and he's not stuck behind a terrible organization. At a terrible organization from the owner down. Yep, and yeah. you know, I like I like Motor City Dan Campbell as as a coach, but not a head coach. I like him as as a position coach. Right. Um, the Lions, you know, it's a bad organization. Like you, you go the first round pick was the uh, offensive tackle from Oregon. Yeah, and, and he's hurt, and it's just like the Lions just fall apart. Like. You know, I can count on DeAndre Swift like being ninety percent of their offense, but that's why he's you, doing great for me in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but can you name can you name anybody else no, on, you on? Could you name the well, wide Hawkinson, Cephas, or, or Cephas? He, he was doing <laughs> something. Quintez Cephas. <laughs> but gonna- I thought their first round pick at wide receiver uh, would. Or not, not their first round pick, but one of their their big time wide receivers that have stepped up. They really haven't got him involved. It's actually been Cephas that's been the one that's been making the plays. Although he has come on as of late, but I mean, I don't know. It just take the whole thing and ball it up and throw the whole daggone thing away. It's just trash. It's one <laughs> it of those things to that... show you how bad Jared Goff is too. Yeah, that's true. I that's hated true. him as my quarterback. But it also shows that it also shows that it wasn't Matthew Stafford's fault when he's at Detroit. Absolutely. So, do you think that golf is getting unfair blame? Because I felt like he's had them in a couple games, and they get they just defensively at the wrong time and just simply giving it away. They had the game, and at the last minute, something stupid happens, and you put him in a bad position. He's got to go out there and work some miracle, and golf is not a miracle worker. Unless your offensive coordinator is Sean McVay. That's the thing. It's Sean McVay's offense that let Jared Goff excel and be who he could be the talent that whatever talent he did have was. Yeah. Because if you take okay, so let's take three let's take three years ago. Matthew Stafford is the quarterback of the Rams in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Well, that's a Rams win, I think. Who you think wins? That's a Rams win. 100%. The way Stafford's balling right now, good lord, that's a Rams win. Yeah, but but instead you got seeing Ghost Junior out there trying <laughs> to throw a ball, and he sees these washed up defensive linemen from the Patriots. He sees Adrian Claiborne, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know where to throw it." 
Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, bad teams, like, you know, so the Jags get their first win in 399 days. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but does it say more about the Dolphins and Tua about how bad they are? Especially with all the hype they had coming into the preseason. You had Jalen Waddle, you had Tua, you had, you know, some more got you had Xavier Howard. You had guys that you thought, you know, this defense is going to be pretty, pretty good. The offense could be explosive, and they they put up 20 points against the Jaguars. I'll say this. The turning point in that game was fourth down, and you go for it when you're on their like seven yard line and you don't kick the freaking field goal and go mm-hmm. up a full touchdown. That's what killed you. Cause it seemed like right after that happened, the entire, it just imploded. So you say it was, it was, it was, I a hundred percent believe it was more coaching than it was to a Tua looks great. I think it was the coaching, just stupid decisions, dumb decisions. Do you think it's the coaching? All around now, that that the reason why they're in the position that they're in right now. Mm, I, I I am not on the Tua train at all, but I think that specific game was not Tua's fault. That game was the coach's fault. Yeah, I think I think that you could say like one game could be Tua's fault, one game could be Brian Flores's call fault, but I think. I think that one, just in that specific instance, I think that was that was Brian Flores' fault they didn't win that game. So you're going to be pass heavy. I mean, two is 33 of 47 for 329, uh, two TDs and a pick. So the key stat I'm looking at right now is rushing yards. Malcolm Brown, five carries for 24 yards. Not enough. Nope. Not enough. Especially when you have Miles Gaskins, who's a gadget player, mm-hmm. and you don't get him involved. I mean, he was he was the lead back last year, and he was like I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but he looked he looked good, he looked good, and you're just not getting the guy involved now. Yeah, um, and I think that's what's missing too. You you got to run the football. Uh, I think where you saw it the the previous year when they you know put down old Fitz Magic and, and brought into a it was a lot of run, and I honestly don't think they're playing to two of strengths either. Um, it's funny how. It was a lot of um, Kyler Murray style stuff for him when Fitzmagic was there. And now we're going to this conventional let him stand in the pocket, do whatever and not move him a lot. That's not his game. And if that's what you want to do, then you need another quarterback that that is their game. Because I, I this is the thing I really get tired of coaches not tailoring their offenses or defenses to the personnel they have on the field. When it comes down to the quarterback, you got to do what that quarterback does well if you want to have success. But you're right. Five rushes ain't going to get it done nowhere anytime during the nope. season. Nope. I don't care who you got back there. Nope. Uh, maybe Tom Brady, but that it still but, that but likely even, ain't going to work. Even to that point, what did Tom what did the what did the Bucks do this week? True. They went heavy Lenny, they went heavy Lenny and they looked great. Yes. Yeah, they did. Those yes. 40 points look great on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> they sure did. Lenny looked great. <laughs> Loved it. So, you know, running the ball, you can't be you can't be an all one or the other. Like there has to be balance in your in your game and and you're mm-hmm. seeing it in stat lines of 
you know, when teams get blown out, you just look at how many times they throw the ball. Like last year, I forget who it was. It was probably the Jets who had like 56 passing attempts and they completed like, you know, less than 20. It's like, and why does your running back only having, or uh, speaking of, uh, who was it? Uh, who's the, uh, the Eagles. Was it the Eagles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Eagles who Jalen Hurts throws, the, throws the ball 40 yeah. something times and the running back gets nine carries. And they're ready to, they're ready to throw Jalen Hurts to the, to the curb. Now it's all his. Well, if I know you're going to throw the ball, you know, two out of three times, I'm going to sit in zone coverage all day, not load the box, and just, you know, let's see if a quarterback can outbeat. Miles Sanders, nine carries for 56 yards. Unacceptable. Yep. Unacceptable. No. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next thing, uh, and Dujanay, we'll kind of put this one in your court since it's kind of one of your teams. So we're going to go to the Washington football team. Um, and not, I'm not about the game, but more about the Sean Taylor Jersey retirement ceremony. Is that more of Dan Schneider's way to kind of throw shade on anything else that's happening? Cause this seemed planned very quickly and just not well thought and put together and, and they're getting kind of run through the mud for it. A lot of my media colleagues that were there said the exact same thing. Um, there were a lot of things that were just off. They claimed that they had been planning this for months, and it looked like that it was something they somebody threw together in a week. Um, the tribute, obviously, is something that should have been done a long time ago, but this was piss poor done. And it's very clear. I don't know who it is because, see, Dan ain't, you know, it, it's the I'm suspended, but I'm not suspended because my wife's the the head of things now. So you're kind of really kind of pushing the pieces, but you're not pushing the pieces. I don't know whose idea this was, but this was not a good idea. And like you said to me and a lot of other people across the league who pay attention to the league, it seems like a a little bit of a cover up for what's going on off the field with folks that are not with the organization other than Daniel Snyder himself. Um, Yeah. Piss poor, it should have been bigger than this uh, for a guy who really um, he still lives on in that city today. I mean, you can walk around and ask anybody. Uh, he's he's one of my favorite um, still all time favorite guys uh, and players as far as Washington goes. And uh, there's a lot of 21 jerseys walking around. Um, it was piss poor done. The gesture understood great. Ugh, this was this was a cover up and it was bad. Um, the fan experience wasn't great for the homecoming guys. Um, there's a lot of things. And why do you have the 21 on the opposing side of the field so they can go dance all over it? You know, it, it's it, it's just. I, well, yeah. Yeah. It, I, saw, I saw that part, too. Like Patrick Mahomes brothers doing his TikTok dances on top of the 21, which. For one thing, it's super disrespectful, but you yep. see the other pictures of like it's chained off with people standing on it. Like, what who's not thinking like if my memorial stand is right here, why am I letting people stuff? It's like any other person who understands the game of football. What do you what is the most disrespe- disrespectful thing you can do? Stomp on another team's logo. Yep. And that's the exact same thing if you're doing this on a memorial. So to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes' brother, who I think is a terrible person in the first place, 
um, do this. But then it's I got to also put it on the Washington organization because it's not like they're he was the only person in there. They had Absolutely. a handful of people in there. Absolutely. I you know this this was badly and poorly done. Um, and uh, you know I, I, there's a lot of things that they're doing better. Um, but this was definitely a thing where this was rushed, and you're rushing it because of everything that happened with Gruden. And it's linked to you. This is why it came out, because it's because of the past transgressions of the people who are not here. Um, I do like that that no one else is saying anything about it. Those people don't need those people, Ron Rivera and those guys don't need to say anything about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, there's some bigger stuff that's going to come down the pipe off of this. And I feel like at some point this man's going to be asked to relinquish his duties of this football team. And it's going to have to be owned by somebody else because the stuff that's gone on in this organization and to tell me that you had no idea, that's just as bad as as knowing. And you can't tell me you don't have no idea because I know for a fact of how close uh, relationships of with with the Jay, Jay Gruden and those guys, um, you know, come on, don't tell me you don't know. And Bruce was like little puppy on a leash with, beside Dan Snyder. In every case, every fashion form. So don't act like you don't know. I think that's a bunch of crap. So do you think, um, obviously, you're, you're saying that, that there are there's going to be more news coming out. Do you think Dan Schneider is the owner of the football team by the end of the year? I think with what's been coming up that's gotten John – Thrown out, I don't see how it can be. And if it is, if he is, again, I have to throw this in the NFL's court. You know, they they have to do everything uh, when it comes to being stringent on things. Where They're more stringent on players than they are on organizations and how they operate. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, changing the culture and, and, and operating better and doing things better. Um, but yet we seem to seem this, to see the same old things, whether it's from officiating uh, to to how the players are being treated by organizations. And the thing, these things that we're finding out that are coming out uh, about these types of things seems to be the same old stuff. So we're going to see. But uh, I don't think he will be. But like I said, if he is really says a lot about the league. Do you have any ideas of who would be a a good fit for a new owner for the Washington football team. Man. Cause I've yeah. heard, you know, rumblings of Jay Z you've heard rumblings of some other billionaires. Like, would this be an, a good opportunity for Jay Z to, you know, to jump into the, I, he's already in the sports game with, with, right. uh, with being an agent such as Gary V and, you know, Gary V's idea is to own the jets one day, but you know, Jay Z's at that point where he could buy he could buy the football team no problem, right? Uh, but do you think this is a good step for him? And I believe if I'm wrong, he would be the first African American majority owner. Yes, he would be. Um, I think that would be a good choice. I mean, I because I can't really place anybody else that's worth bringing out. I know a lot of people talked about the uh, you know the Amazon guy, uh, Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want that guy to touch anything. Um, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I don't think not saying his character is, you know, what Dan Snyder is allowed to go on, but I don't think that's any better. Um, I think you need to have someone that's going to have a little bit of passion and going to, 
care about what they're doing because it means something to them. Um, and yeah, if, if somebody like a Jay-Z or whatever were to step up and buy this football team, it would work wonders because uh, not only his music affiliations and understanding how important uh, music is when Go-Go is the, is the music of Washington, D.C., uh, I can see a lot of different things uh, starting to be involved with the Washington football team fan experience to really embrace the city and break, then take it back to what it, its roots, basically, um, and really start to bring fans back in uh, as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything is better than what we have right now. And fans been tired of Snyder. And this is just, you know, icing on the cake, basically. Is 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 there anybody from the DC area who has the money to try and rebuild? See, I I, I I wouldn't know. I mean, you know, it'd be nice to see some a former player be able to do that, but I doubt that. You know what I mean? It's not like there's no. I don't know of any players that are like a Magic Johnson right now, as far as former Washington football team, or even if you wanted to talk about any sports team in the area, I don't know. DC, Capitals, there wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're either going to get a a single owner, you're going to get a majority firm. Yep. I would much rather have a a single owner. Now, Dan Schneider's, to me, is the wrong type of owner because he was a fan first. Yep. There's a difference between that's why I think if Gary V becomes the owner of the Jets, he's going to be a terrible owner too because he's too much fan involved. Not, uh, not there. There's a way to own a team, and there's ways of overstepping your boundaries. There's ways of not doing enough, and then there's ways of I'll say like Jim Ursay, where here's my checkbook. Do with it as you think is needed. But Ursay's also been around the Colts since the 50s and has been knee-deep with Johnny Unitas in the mud and with all these other players growing up throughout the years. So, you know, you can't just find any random billionaire. It's, no. it's, a, new, it's a new world. I, I think Jay-Z, this is the perfect time for Jay-Z. Yeah, I agree. And it would be the perfect team um, to, to really pick up. Uh, you got a you're going to be rebranding here soon. Um, you know, you, you have that going for you. I don't I really don't know. I, I personally like the football team name. I know that the Red Wolves amongst the fans is the big the big name. And that's pretty cool. But I just like there's something about just being the football team. It, it brings a soccer feel to that. Um, I like the W. Uh, on the helmets, um, I thought the uniforms they wore yesterday are the uniforms that they need to have. Um, that needs there needs to be a uniform upgrade. Um, you know, more innovative. Uh, you see, seeing what his involvement, I think, with the Brooklyn Nets has done, um, and him being a majority owner, I think he gets it. Uh, and and it would be huge for uh, an area that's big into music and something he's doing and would be great for fan involvement. Um, and it's a, he would have a balance there. Like you're talking about has to be a balance. He has no ties to this team. Um, it's no, you know, it's not like a Kevin Durant who, you know, is a fan of this football team and he wants to be an owner. Um, you know, he has no ties here. 
Uh, so I think that's what's needed, not fandom or a business mogul that's going to treat it as his, you know, his 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 actual business. That doesn't always work. Um, you have to have a little bit of both. And um, I, I think you're right that that would be perfect for Washington. So next, let's think of I want to switch jump over to the Raiders thinking next year who who could you possibly put in that situation does this back mark davis into a corner where the next raiders has the next raiders head coach has to be a minority do you think so I, oh um i don't think in las vegas yeah if it was if it was oakland <laughs> yeah Yes. If it was Oakland, we're talking different stories. Yeah. Hell, if it's Oakland, just just hire Marshawn Lynch. He doesn't even really have to coach. He can just no. be the head coach. But I yeah. think this is a perfect opportunity for for Mark Davis to go. Eric Bieniemy, this is your Boom. job now. Absolutely, I agree. That's exactly where I was going. Um, you know, I, I I think that would be the guy I would hire right out of the gate. Um, you know. But now, now there's a question of. I, I thought Derek Carr played great yesterday. Considering can he do that week in and week out? We'll see. We'll see if it's John Gruden or not because he played well before that and before things got wonky. Um, but I do think Eric Bieniemy is the guy that he should be picking to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know. We'll see. Um, I think Eric Bieniemy's got to be the number one choice. If I'm, uh, uh, oh, what's the GM's name? Mayock, Mike Mayock. Yeah. If I'm Mike Mayock, I'm trying to get a hold of Kansas City and see if I can start those talks right now. Because the only thing, like coaching wise, <clears throat> especially in you know college, you're going to have some major coaches out. You have Ed Ogeron, who's already confirmed today that he's gone. I don't see him getting a big time job for for a while. For yeah. a long while, especially after Neil, did you hear about all that? No, I didn't get a chance to. So, so Ogeron's out. He's yeah, gonna, I heard he, he's out, but I don't know what the. So he's going to coach. The, so, so he was after he won the national championship, he got a divorce from his wife, or his wife filed from the divorce for him. So apparently, he's you know dating these girls. They're bringing the girls and their kids to practice. Wow. And they're participating in the drills with the team. Get out of here. And the big one that kind of just jumped all over this was, I think he was at a gas station or something, and there was a lady next to him. He asked the question, hey, do you work? It looks like you work out. Maybe you should come work out with me sometime. And the lady goes, well, I'm married and I'm pregnant. And Ogeron's response was, well, what does that have to do with anything? Turns out the lady is married to one of the people on the board at LSU. So Ed yeah. Ogeron gets his, his dream job, wins a national championship, two years he's out. But LSU is going to pay the buyout of $16.9 million <laughs> through Get paid. Here's my question. So if Ed Orgeron's out, why isn't Urban Meyer out? 
He's been doing this for I don't know how long. Because the pro level is a little different. If it was if it was Shad Khan's wife, completely different. Then you have you have a reason to go. Urban has been notorious for cutting corners, hiding dead people for Aaron Hernandez, Mm -hmm. going to OSU, creating a good team, creating a great program, but he cited health concerns as the reason why he was leaving. But I know for a fact it wasn't health concerns. It was him sleeping around for a second time, which he also did at Florida. And then he did at OSU. And then this stuff comes out for with the Jacksonville thing when he could have flown home to be with his family. It's college, like, college wise. He's winning. That yeah, I mean it's sad, but it's true. <sighs> yeah, but college, you're trying to mold young players into human beings and players. No, yeah, I mean that's that's the crap they feed you. But what what's every college coach's nightmare is losing because if they okay. lose, they get fired. You're talking to yeah, a guy but- who's who's getting paid fifteen thousand dollars a year to coach the special teams. And who's living in a one a one bedroom apartment in Terre Haute, Indiana? Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the guy's dirty. Oh, I know the guy's dirty, and I I think the Jacksonville Jaguar players do not respect him at all. And I'd be surprised if he's the head coach of the Jaguars next year. Yeah, I, I don't think they respect him either. And I, I think right out the gate, it, it's it's like you said that is part of it. My biggest thing with that whole thing is is okay. You lost that game and you lost a close game. You preach accountability and your butt should have been on the plane back watching film. Okay. But no, you out at the club and you don't take the team plane back. So what type of example are you setting for your football team, your young football team with a young quarterback? Um, And, you know, honestly, personally, he wouldn't have made it to London because I have a young quarterback that I'm trying to groom and I cannot waste years. Oh, I cannot waste years. We've seen this before where quarterbacks have been wasted because of idiocy. And, oh, yeah. and if you're showing this stupid ridiculousness after we already have a team that is looked upon as not being very good and we're in this rebuilding mode and we're bringing you in to kind of boost the morale and bring ticket sales up and do the thing. And you got a quarterback that you can do this thing with and you're losing games and you're out at the club and you're then double talking and telling your team to be accountable. Um, Yeah, I can't, I can't with that. But just like the lion situation, I got to go back and throw this on the ownership. Like Shad Khan and Tony Khan need to grow a set. Take some time, find a real candidate, and not just shoot for the hip and be like, "Well, Urban Meyer is available. Let's get him." Like, like do some do some research. Like Tony Khan's too too focused on AEW right now. Shad Khan should just be an owner, a billionaire right, owner, it. and hire a real general manager. They need that because Tony is is involved with AEW. He's not he's not involved with that football team. I wish he was because if he could do what he's done with AEW with that football team, can you imagine? That'd be good. So, I mean, that shows me that Tony doesn't have the passion in football. You know, I've seen, I've seen the videos and behind the scenes, you know, 
where he's in the draft room and he's got the draft. And I'm thinking, you know what? This guy can't focus. You can't focus on two things. Like no. That. You got to be all in on one thing. You can't split half and half, especially when you're working professional sports. Yep. Like if, you're, if you're you know, trying to draft the best players, if you're trying to find the best coaches, the fe- best GMs, you have to be fully invested in that. You can't just be like, oh, put names on a dartboard and we'll throw a dart at it and see what, so, see what we hit. That's right. why the Jaguars are completely where they are. If I'm Shad Khan, Urban Meyer was fired, or should have been fired before the London game. Yep. Like, and, he should have you know, even got on a plane to come back to Jacksonville. You got that right. Yeah, I'm surprised he actually came back on the plane from London. I'm surprised he's still not over there partying. <laughs> Especially after they won. I was like, geez, it's really going to be a party now. He's going to be partying in the club over there. That's going to be uh, – but. But and the other thing that really tweaks me, and Jim Rome was talking about this, was Urban even said something to the fact of he was worried about Trevor Lawrence's bachelor party in Las Vegas, where it was so low key that makes Urban look twice as worse because one, Urban's is viral, two, he's throwing his primary quarterback under the bus and then backing him over with that bus. Yes, he did. Well, here's the thing. Urban always preached accountability, responsibility, and some other BS word to to make himself look good. He preached that all over Ohio State because you would see it here in Columbus all the time. It's like, I'm a man. I do everything the right way. And then he goes and he pulls this crap. It's like, and he's got, he, trust me, he's got Columbus in this entire city brainwashed into thinking he is some kind of Jesus Christ. We should, uh, we should hit up Kyle Christie and see if he'll come on and talk about that. Because Kyle, well, Ky- you know, no, Ky- Urban left right before Urban Kyle left, but Urban, but Urban recruited him down there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure. He, That's the reason I'm sure why he, he told him all about the Jesus Christ, Tim Tebow era, and how, yeah, yeah no, Jesus. Uh, all right. Uh, next point that I'm looking at. So Cam Newton comes out, says he's vaccinated, still that he's training. Uh, Dujanay, do you think Cam is going to get picked up by a team sometime this year? Not only do you think he is going to, but should he get picked up by a team? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get picked up. I think it's going to take a major injury. Um, he should be picked up. And I, I know that uh, Washington football teams don't want it doesn't want to, fans don't want to hear that, but he should be in Washington. Um, I, I like Taylor and all, but he is what he is, and I, I've been saying that all along. The guy has some moxie. He he forgets when he throws a pick, he goes back out there and can light it up. But the fact of the matter is, I, it's a couple games, and there were there were there were there was one that they won, and then there's last week. There have been times where you just get that feeling like in any instant, he's going to throw that pick that is at the most inopportune time when you cannot afford it because he's fitting he's fitting balls into places where you're like, oh, and it gets caught. And every time it's that time where he throws that pick at the most inopportune time and it costs them. He, but it is what it is with him. That's who he is. You can't help that. Um, I do like his mobility. Um, the question is, though, which Cam needs to show me, and I, I'm going to err on the side that he still can play. I don't think New England tailored the offense to fit his needs. I thought they were lazy, and it was a basically the second 
Mac Jones played well. It was an opportunity for them to move on because they didn't want to have to do the work to make the offense suited for Cam Newton. Simple do you think that. that's Josh McDaniels? That's not Josh McDaniels' type of play calling that he likes to do, though. No, and it's New not. England's New England's style of play is not Cam Newton. New it's England's not. style of play is Mac Jones. That's why they got play, You play so conservative that you make the other team make the mistake, and then you capitalize. Yep. But and I think it should be with Washington. Yeah. I do. So, I, Neil, I, who, who would your pick be? Right now, if Russell Wilson is out the rest of the year, why not go to Seattle? finish off your year in Seattle. Uh, Pete Carroll's a player's coach. He's going to help out Cam Newton. I'm sure he'd get a ton of love going there. Um, It helped bolster the run game a little bit for them. Um, We know Geno Smith is trash. So it's going to come down to like Gene. It's going to come down to like Seahawks playing a team like the New York Giants and they get beat. And then they're like, all right, we're signing Cam Newton. Gino, you're our second string. Let's yeah. get this going. You're I'll right. tell you who I'll tell you who my pick would be, and and Craig's gonna hate me for it. Pittsburgh Steelers. Why <laughs> put him as a backup and wait for Ben to falter? You know he's not gonna make it the entire year, and you know you don't want to you don't want to go to Dwayne Haskins. So you make you make uh Cam another Cordell Stewart. Absolutely. And Tomlin's great would be great. For Cam, I didn't even think of that. That's a really good one. That is a really good one. But Cam's can Cam still play? Yeah, Cam can play. I, yeah, he I can run, can but I don't think he can throw. I Dink think he can. He can dunk the ball. He can. He can play just as good as Roethlisberger can play. Yeah, I uh, mean, at least Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger can throw the ball more than ten yards down the field. Cam will throw it 10 yards down the field. It'll just roll 20 yards down the field. But Roethlisberger hasn't thrown the ball 10 yards down the field and a- accurately this season. I mean, he threw the ball 19 <laughs> times to Najee Harris. Just Oh, don't. believe me. I Believe me. I love I, it. I, I agree 100%. But, like, if if you have Cam Newton, you have Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger is your best chance at winning the game. If you have Cam Newton or Dwayne Haskins. I'm going Cam. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, over Dwayne, over Dwayne. Oh, I know. Over, over Dwayne, only over because ben. sometimes if you get his head right, he might actually throw the ball. Now yeah. they are still way below Roethlisberger, but they, but I mean, let's put it this way: if you have to go for Cam Newton, you're fishing for, you're grabbing the last dead fish in the barrel, just trying to make him survive. <laughs> I mean, that's what most of these teams are going to do to survive to get to next year or get to the draft or get to because it's going to be really hard right now in the season to start making trades for quarterbacks. Like, yeah. like, like Bland said earlier, like, you, can you name me a, a backup that's worth trading for or a guy off the street that you could find? The highest priority you're going to find is Cam Newton. Yep. That's it. Are there any guys with expiring contracts? Uh, start at starters. Drew Lock, trash. Yeah, I agree, but somebody's gonna try and. Yeah, you're right. Somebody's uh, gonna try and back up. Pick him Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be out. He's yeah. going to Denver. And what's the deal with? Uh, well, 
Uh, Watson is definitely out, but he's got to get this stuff cleared up. He's yeah, we kind of put him on a pedestal by himself because he's too much in limbo for us to make. Yeah, yeah, Watson, for lack of better terms, Watson is stuck in a jail cell until he gets his handcuffs off of him. Yeah, 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 it's bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but they, they, you know, I, I could see several teams going after him. Um, but yeah, he's he's locked up. Well, here's another guy that I think will be moving on to another team next year, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. If Aaron comes into Denver, Teddy Bridgewater gets traded again. But where is he going? Or you can think of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy's gone. But Jimmy ain't as good as as they – Jimmy ain't as good as as he's made out to be. I I just – I would agree with that. I ain't buying it. He's a solid backup. Definitely. It's better than having Brett Hundley as your backup quarterback. Well, Kyle Allen. Kyle <laughs> Allen's. I like Kyle Allen better than yeah. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'll call Tavares Jackson see if he's still available. Hey, I like O Tavares. Tavares. <laughs> no, you could probably player. sign Mike Vick. He's still good or, throw, throw, throw the ball. Still, oh, still, oh, he can still play. Who's still a backup that I can't believe is still in the league? Uh. uh Chase Daniels. Chase Day. Yep. I was gonna say Chase Daniels. And Case Keenum's still a backup. Chase yep. da- Chase Daniels has made more money <laughs> just holding clipboards. Yes, sir. It's what, a, clipboard. what an amazing, what an amazing career. Amazing. What an amazing career. Him and uh Sam Bradford, boy. Good for him. Good for Sam Bradford, too. Yes, sir. That man don't, was don't don't talk about checks. Sam Bradford. Collecting checks. <laughs> That that is that is eighty million dollars of just wasted money. Yes, oh, I, sir. I read a funny tweet today. I um I think I retweeted it. It said, uh, "Tua Tonga Vailoa is just Samoan for Mark Sanchez." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his brother ain't doing too much in Maryland either, boy. Oh, no. boy. Um, no, he's not. Speaking of Neil, congrats on Purdue knocking off Iowa. Thanks. We 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 always knock off some rando team that's ranked really high for no apparent reason. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, at their place or at Ross Aid under the lights for no reason. Just so happened to be Iowa this year. Yeah. So is Georgia going to choke at some point. They going to uh, choke in the SEC championship? No, I I actually looked at their schedule. They they play literally the Helen Keller Institute for the next four weeks. Yeah, but they'll face Alabama in the in the yes SEC championship, championship game. They'll lose. They choke them. If they choke, they still make the playoff. Yeah, true. Because they got they got four or five wins against ranked teams, all in the top twenty five, and they've blown mm-hmm. them out. Blowouts. Yeah, minus Clemson. Which oh, if you want to talk Georgia football, bring my buddy James and Jason. They're diehard Athens. Athens, Georgia people. Was it, were those the guys that we met at the wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're, <laughs> they're diehards, and they yeah. took they, they took me to the stadium. Beautiful stadium. Getting to walk into that stadium is amazing. Like I can't yeah. imagine that thing being full. So, all right, last thing on the NFL subject um, before, if you have anything basketball related, Neil. But um, teams that you are looking at right now that are going to be a problem for the league long-term, a problem as in they're going to be tough to beat. My two teams right now that I'm looking at that are 
damn, these teams are pretty good. It's the Baltimore Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Can you all right? Uh, this is this is great because Kyler Murray. This you this is like playing like Matt. He's like playing Madden like ninety nine where you like do some twirly thing and the quarterback is like gonna throw it. He's facing the totally opposite way and he throws a touchdown pass. You know, make your make your quarterback pass. five foot nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I'm just gonna lay this wild out. stuff. It is really difficult chasing a toddler around, and I have an infant of myself. It is really hard. Mm-hmm. They are so just they they're so just quick, and yeah. you can't catch them. They're just slippery, <laughs> and that's what Kyler Murray is. Except he can throw a football seventy yards in the air. Exactly. Yeah, I mean they torched up the Browns, but you know the Browns are decimated by injuries. I mean they have like thirty guys on the injury report this yeah, week. It's, um, it's so bad. But but you look at you know the Cardinals and they have they have pieces everywhere. Like wide receiver core is awesome. Defensive line is pretty darn good. Back seven pretty darn good. Like now will they stumble in the playoffs? Like I Neil, I think the Rams have a good shot to meet them in the playoffs and, and knock them out. Uh, here's but- here's where I like our chances is. They just they uh, okay. So, and, and we talked about this with with Jared a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Is they'll eventually, they will eventually get, um, they will like Matthew Stafford will have one bad game a year, right? And, <laughs> and he just will. He'll just suck. He won't hit anything. But on top of that, there's just one game where Sean McVay just gets out coached. Yeah, like he just gets out coached. And it's because he overthinks it. And that's okay. I'm glad it happened in week four and we lost to the Cardinals. You know, you can't beat a team 27 times in a row unless it's the Chicago Bears and you have Aaron Rodgers. But, like, eventually your streak's going to come to an end. So I'm just – I mean, we still go play them in Mm -hmm. Arizona and we'll probably see them in the playoffs. They still can't prove that they can win anything. So – I still like my chances. I think this. I think the NFC goes through the West. It, it goes through either LA or it goes through Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think and, the Cardinals yeah. play. Who they play like the last week of the season? They play us in Arizona, but they play. I think they play the Packers, or they play the Buccaneers. That'll be a good, whatever whatever happens from that game might change the type of who's the one seed, right? So the end of the season they they finish with the Seahawks. So going up, so January going back up, uh, Seahawks, Cowboys, Colts. There it is, the Cowboys. Lions, Cowboys, I mark it on your calendars. Cowboys will beat the Arizona Cardinals. What week is that? That would be week 16, January 2nd at 1 p.m. In that Dallas. won't happen. It's week 16. It's in December. It's in January. I, 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 oh, my bad. Still, man, it's not happening. You don't think I, Cowboys win? I don't. I don't see it. And the reason why, I think they're overachieving right now. And it's nothing against their talent. I Mike McCarthy is trash. Dan Quinn is still <laughs> trash. I'm sorry. Like, they have digs. Without Diggs, that defense 
is getting toasted. And they no, got basted last week, uh, this Sunday, this past Sunday. Just about got lambasted then if it wasn't for Diggs. Now well, well here's here's the here's the funny part about that. So have you read into the statistics around Travion Diggs at all? Like Yeah, a little bit of them, yeah. So like yeah. he's he has eight interceptions on the year, right? <laughs> he also has given up like a thousand yards receiving already yeah. <laughs> this year. Yes. So it's like that's great. He, I mean he's a wide receiver, so he's got hands, you know that. But like if yeah, you could pick the ball off eight times, but if you're also giving up eleven hundred yards to the opposing team. You're not really doing your job, right? Because he mean, gave up the he gave up that touchdown to Kendrick Bourne the very next play. After well, see, that I don't blame him, and I we talk. I talked about this. I don't blame him. The safety was late. It's clear that oh he yeah, he was he late, and the safety got greedy and thought he was going to be a hero and pick it off and missed. I mean, completely whiffed, and it makes it makes Diggs look bad. But that he thought he had safety help. And you think part of that is Dan Quinn yes. trusting Travion Diggs to play more than what he really yes. is, should be playing? Yes. They're trying to put it all his back. No, 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 no. He's not Darrell Revis. He ain't no Deion Sanders either. He's, he's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not Deion Sanders. He's, 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 he's a ball. He's a, he's a, he's a ball hog. He just wants the ball. And if he when can, he misses, he looks bad. Yeah, and if they can play him with the inside, let's say they use him like a like a uh, a Richard Sherman type deal. I think he could be electric. But when you're asking him to do those type of things, like you're talking about, the stats don't lie. I mean, he's giving up a lot. But when you make that mistake and think that you can fit it in, and he walks that ball down, I mean, he, he practically let old boy in one game get ahead of him. And then ran him down and picked the ball off. Yep. Some, but see, he gambles a lot too because that's what yep. he tries to do. You're trying to make the big play instead of making the play. I, 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 yes. I think, I think they're, yes. I think they're, they're, the Dallas team is overachieving. I, I would agree with that. But I think that they can get better. I think the defense can get better. And I think the offense can be more consistent. And I think playing, I think for some reason, like Dallas, Dak Prescott coming off an injury, playing at home, chance to stop a team from going 17 and 0 on whatever Sunday night football against the Cardinals just seems like a time to, to win a game. That's I all I'm saying. See Kyler Murray go joystick on him. I, I really think that's just going to be. He's just gonna be all over the place, just flicking the ball around, and I don't. I think they're gonna get embarrassed. I, I just they're looking good right now, and they do that all the time. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the year, they eight and eight. <laughs> so you're telling me, what are they? Five, four and one, five and one. They are five and one right now. Yeah, so you're telling me right five and one. They're going to lose. What is that? Six out of the last. Yeah, look at the schedule. They haven't even faced the tough part of the schedule yet. They got a bye next week. Then they come back with the Vikings on Sunday night. That's it. Depends on what Kirk Cousins shows up. Then they go to the Broncos. Broncos don't look good anymore. No, they disappointed me. They've started a down downturn. 
Then they got the Falcons and three. the Chiefs. Okay, so they go three and one in that four game stretch. Yeah. Okay. So then they're sitting at eight and two. Mm-hmm. Then they got the Raiders. That'll be a good game. Week twelve. They losing that. A Thursday night game. A double Thursday night short week. Double header Thursday night game. Interesting. Interesting. And then, well, then they'll have. So it says. So right now it's saying November twenty sixth. Oh, that's the that's the uh, uh, Thanksgiving day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they'll play Thanksgiving, but then they'll play the following Thursday, week thirteen, against the Saints. Ah, I like yeah, I like I Dallas over the Saints. Right I like Dallas too. So then they still got to play the Giants. They still got to play the Skins, and they still got to play yeah. the Eagles again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that's right at the last half of the season. Yeah. What they play? They already well. They already played Green Bay, I believe, didn't they? And they got the Cardinals week seven or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. they lose that game though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the AFC side, you know, I'm thinking right now that all roads lead through Baltimore. I, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, because I no team wants to play in Baltimore during the playoff times. It's cold. It's windy. It's Tom terrible. Brady does. And, that's about it. Yeah, that's but it. He ain't. Well, he ain't playing in the AFC. But we were. Uh, and everybody was kind of riding. Riding the Ravens off when you had all the running, you had what four running backs go down, four or five running backs go down. People saying Lamar Jackson's been figured out. You know he's just a running quarterback. He's this and that. What's his? What is the? What is the Ravens' weakness right now? Uh, inconsistency on defense, in my inconsistency opinion. back back back, back five back. defense. Yes. Yep. What about offensively? Uh, consistent running back play. Because, I agree with that. Because you're looking if I if I can recap the game, you know, this weekend, if you look at their rushing from this past weekend, you had Devontae Freeman led the team with nine carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Lamar Jackson was second in carrying for the team with eight for 51. And you had Latavius Murray, who had nine touches for 44 yards, and Le'Veon Bell had eight touches for 18 yards. So they're splitting time, they're running the ball. You know, just as much as they're passing it, I still think it's too much for Lamar to run the ball. I mean, he's a dynamic player. I mean, him rushing the ball is more just him taking off and doing what he needs to do. Um, right. But I, what I think he's found out, and I unfortunately saw this in the Colts game, is Mark Andrews is his number one target. Mark Andrews he is falling this year. He is. I mean, I'm very surprised by that. Um, and, uh, you know, he's really been the big the big security blanket for him in the passing game. And it's really him coming on has really given those big plays to Marquise Brown. When they when he goes to Marquise Brown, it's a lot of times there's some big plays that they're deep balls for touchdowns mm-hmm. because of, of Andrews. So he had let's see. He had five catches for sixty-eight yards. Um and a touchdown against the Colts. He had 11 catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns. So he's averaging about five catches, six catches a game and is scoring. Mm-hmm. So if you can't touch it, if you can't stop the tight end, you know, you're, and they just, you know, with all the hype that the chargers had this year, I mean, they shut out Justin Herbert. 
this past weekend. That was that's disappointing, man. Thirty four like, to thirty four to six. Like Justin yeah. Herbert, like didn't have a bad game. It was twenty two of thirty nine for one twenty five or one ninety five, um, a touchdown and a pick. Took two sacks, but you know, let's see. And, but but once again, like rushing the ball. Like listen to these stats. Like Justin Herbert, lead carrier for the Chargers that game. Two carries for 12 yards. Austin Eckler, six carries for seven yards. And Joshua Kelly, four carries for seven yards. I think I think the Chargers could be better if they stopped doing a disservice and not getting Austin Eckler getting going in the run game. Because yeah. he's a great player in the in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But if you can't establish the run come January. You're not going to win games. No, no, you're not. Not at all. And that's that's where they're they they're struggling is they can't rely on that. And I think that's what's going to kill the Chargers. Now with with the Ravens, I mean they can run the ball all day long. <clears throat> Just an update: if you're not watching the uh, the Monday Night Football game of Derrick Henry going 76 yards off people to the house. Um, he's just better at life. What can I say? Let's be honest. Do you want to risk your life jumping in front of that man trying to tackle him? Like, nope, I'm good. Like, I could go for his knees and he'd just run me over and keep on going. I'm gonna gonna pull a Deion Sanders. I'll tell you a story real quick. This, real quick. So, I, I obviously work for a high school, local high school, and in Columbus, and we play a team that is notorious for being one of the top-ranked teams in the state. Um, We played them last game of the season, and a few years ago they had a a Division I player going to play at TCU as a defensive end. He also lined up as a running back, too. He was 6'4 and weighed like 270 pounds, something like that. They lined him up as a running back. And our team's really bad. They hand the ball off to him, and our two starting linebacker and safety, who are our two best players, they literally stepped to the side and let him walk into the end zone. They said, and the coach's like, What are you doing? It's like, I'm not talking, I'm not tackling that. <laughs> they were like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I feel. We've, all, we've all been I'm around those players. players. No thanks. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. all been around those Hard players. Pass. Yeah, that's that's a good call. So that's all the NFL news. Neil, did you have anything basketball wise you want to talk? Because you know preseason basketball is going on. Like NBA starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. uh, LeBron oh. goes for championship number five. And Lakers, here's baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it, here's the thing for um well, the card portion. So people, you know. Right, me and Dujanay were talking off camera. Like, the best time to buy into sports cards is the preseason or the yeah, off season. The off season of you know whatever sport you're in, you want to be involved in. Whether it's basketball, you should have been buying two months ago. If it's football, you're way too late um, because the card prices start to go up as the preseason goes. They skyrocket at the beginning of the season, level off in the middle of the season, and spike back up during the playoffs. So. Um, honestly, and, and you know, the card market, 
basketball wise basketball is the biggest money maker in cards because of how national or how globally branded it is right but i'm so i would say burnt out because of the zion era that i have no idea of anybody in the last two classes i have no idea who's good right well you saw zion's out again with broken foot right another time yes because he's fat fat He is. Me and me and you were both high on. Let's let's put it. Let's let's be honest. We were both high on Zion. Why? Because he makes money. I wasn't high on Zion as a long term investment. Why? Because I'm a LeBron fan, and LeBron is going to be the greatest player of all time at the end of his career. Yes. But like, people buying hype for the guy for the people who are investing in Zion. I hate to say it, but like, I'm telling you, he is a He's, he's going to be another Greg Oden bust. His body can't take weighing 290 pounds. Sad, too. Okay, so then the other person out of that class that you can name is John Morant. Yeah. John, John will be a great player because he's, he's as a point guard, he can command an offense, he can score points, and he's got a, a great team around him mm-hmm. that it just needs to develop. Okay. So now the looking- Ball is got a great opportunity. He's uber talented. <clears throat> Uber talented, best mm-hmm. the best ball brother out by far. The Agreed. problem is he's playing in a bad, he's playing in a, a, on a bad team that's getting better. They just need some more star pieces to be able to create. You, you're not going to beat the Lakers and you're not going to beat the Nets or the Bucks. Yes, no. You won't beat those teams. Nope. But you got to make a name for yourself. You got to be like Trey Young. You got to go out there, make yourself or carry your team to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to a team like that just to show that you got it. Absolutely. So, those so what are the three are, guys, and then obviously we all know Luca. But so what? Are, I mean, well, Luca's yeah. stuck. Yeah, Luca's stuck with. I think the Mavs are going to be non-existent unless he puts the team on his back, which he's going to have to do to carry yep. them anyway. Lu- Luca is circa LeBron, two thousand three to two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, going into the Lakers, like, how is this Laker team going to do? Because like when we have that discussion with Jared, it's just like. This is like the 2000, 2001 team. If you look at, you know, don't say that now. Don't say that. Well, (laughs) okay. The Lakers have, so here I was talking with this with Justin and Alex. What people neglect to realize what they actually signed was when they signed Rondo, they signed spacing so they can create space, create more, create more off the dribble, create more shots. Absolutely. They also of, of the new players they signed, Five of them were in the top 25 in three-point field goal percentage last year. Mm-hmm. They were all shooting over 40% from three. Carmelo, Wayne mm-hmm. Ellington, Malik Monk. Um, I can't name all of them off the top of my head, but there's there's five of them. And they're all shooting above 40% from three. That creates – that's what you didn't have last year was a three-point. And then you have the inside presence with – Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, you have DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench, you have LeBron creating plays, you have Rajon Rondo creating plays, you have Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench creating plays, Taylor Horton Tucker is supposed to come on and and expand his role. You just, and this happened today, you just signed Avery Bradley, who was on the 2019 team. He didn't play because of COVID, but he was on the 2019 championship team. So, I mean, you, you got 
you got all the pieces. Yes, mm-hmm. because they needed that. Uh, they needed. They needed. And the Russell Westbrook. Why am I not forgetting Russell? Yes. Westbrook? Yes. They they needed that. They needed a point guard that that really can distribute, can get his own shot, but can also pass the ball very well uh, and get those other guys involved. And they missed rebounding. That was the problem with this past year versus the championship team. All those guys like JaVel McGee, those were the guys that were grinding down under the paint, getting rebounds, getting the offensive rebounds. Playing all dirty ball. They had no bench. Now that's all changed. Now they have several different combinations that they can throw out there. Look, championship, baby. That's all I'm saying. Lakers. And and Kyrie's not playing. Kyrie did. Kyrie pulled the most Kyrie thing. Yes. Goes and throws away an organization's champ chance at a championship because he's selfish. They still yeah. wasn't beating L.A. anyway. Period. No, they won't. But that was their only chance was having that Kyrie, was only James Harden, and KD. So you got two games. You got two games tomorrow night. You got the Nets and Bucks, and you got the Warriors and Lakers. So let's start off with the Nets and Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee is is one point favorites. Who are you gonna? Who are you guys gonna take in that one? Is it Brooklyn? Is it in Brooklyn? It is in Brooklyn. Uh, no, I think it's in Milwaukee. I'm taking Milwaukee then. I'm taking whoever the home team is. Bucks versus Nets, so it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'll take the Nets. Take I'm with you on that one, boy. I, I I definitely take the Nets. And then you got uh, Lakers and Warriors. Lakers, baby. Lakers I, are three I'm and a half faves. I want the Lakers to win, but I'm going to say the Warriors win only because the Lakers are going to just – they don't care. I'm totally homering it up here, <clears throat> Caleb. So, it's game so <laughs> Lakers have Malik Monk's day-to-day. Wayne Ellington's out. Kendrick Nunn is day-to-day. Uh, Golden State, uh, uh, James Wiseman's out. Clay Thompson is out. Uh, Jonathan Kuminga, Kuminga, uh, Kuminga, he's out. So, all right, give me the Lakers then. Yeah, I would say Lakers. I'd, yeah, put, yeah. Money the, I'd put money on the Lakers and the spread. They're gonna make a statement, baby. They're gonna make a statement. So, uh, hockey started. Hockey started. Let me know what you think about that. I've seen a lot of freaking fights in hockey so far on Twitter. Yeah, and is uh, is it me or? Is the Kraken are they bad or are they they're not the Vegas Knights, but I I think talent wise, Vegas when they drafted, I think they had they had all the right pieces to create a, a good team. Mm-hmm. And and they they did that. Um I think the Kraken have a have a team built to make the playoffs though. Jordan Eberle is a really good player. That's a really good player to have on your team. Um, Don Skoy gives you some second, third line scoring. Defensively, they look great. They signed Grubauer, Peter, or yeah. Grubauer from the Avs, who I was pissed off that they signed. Um, that I, th- I think they, I think they're a playoff team. I think I honestly think they're a playoff team. So we'll see. All right, and then finishing up, we got baseball. You got right now game three of the ALCS. The Red Sox are 9-3 over the Astros on the top of the fourth right now. Um, series is tied. Um, they will play again tomorrow. Tomorrow you got the Dodgers and the Braves. ATL is leading 2-0. So any chance of L.A. coming back? 
Yes. In that series. Because doesn't baseball play that stupid two three two format? Yes, yes. Yeah. And they got three in LA. I think I think if if the Braves can get one out of the three in in LA, they'll win. Yeah. But they gotta steal one at least one in LA. Yep. I want to know why, and it's the most baseball thing ever. How to how does the two teams with a hundred and six and a hundred and seven wins, the Giants and the Dodgers play each other in the first round? Um, no, it was the second round. It was the wild card. Oh, second round, but but yet the other team, whoever was in first, was like fourteen games behind the Dodgers. It was like uh. It was like a few years ago when like uh like I think it was like the Giants or the Redskins ended up making it into the uh playoffs at like seven and nine and they had to go yeah. play the Bucks. It's just it's division stuff. Yeah. Cause the Giants the Giants had the best record in the league and then the yeah, Dodgers well, were like had to go behind. play. Yeah. It's stupid. I think they're changing. I think the baseball's changing the format again next year for their playoff system. Yeah, um, but there's a reason why baseball's dying sport. But one thing, one thing with that with the Giants Dodgers game, what a terrible way to lose the series of a check swing from an umpire call down the first baseline. So, like, kind of, kind of like I wanted to go into this, uh, D. That it's like the it's like the NHRA thing. You have video replay, but that's not a call you can use video replay. You got to give it to a guy who's a hundred feet away and let him make the call with two strikes and two outs. And he's yeah. going to make the call if it's a check swing. It makes no sense to me. None at all. You have more cameras than Fort Knox at this game, and yep. you can't review it. It's like the NHRA telling us that, you know. We can't tell by the, the front wheel sensor of the time that it crossed the first beam and ended the second beam. Yeah. It's stupid. You have it. Ignorant. Um, so, oh, uh, real quick, uh, Taylor Lewan gets carted off the field. Yeah. Uh, looks like he got knocked unconscious. Uh, he like, he <laughs> like, have to go watch that. He like dove head first and was like flatlined out. So hope uh, all is well for him. He'll probably have a concussion. Mm-hmm. He's not a very not a very injury prone guy, but uh, but yeah, that's probably it uh, for this week. We'll do uh, another another Dream Three podcast next week. Once again, thank you, Dujanae Bland, for joining us. Let them know again where they can find you on social. Uh, you can find me at NotBland21 on Twitter on everything. Um, you can also follow me on Ghostcast, the Not Bland Show. Um, we we talk everything NHRA. We talk a little football, basketball as well, but uh, a lot of NHRA talk. Uh, show drops tomorrow. We're going to go live tomorrow and talk a little NHRA, talk a little Bristol. I'm going to fire off on a few things that grind my gears. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It's always a blast. And, uh, you know, I'm always locked and loaded and sitting in the staging lanes waiting for the call. Absolutely. We got we to bring you back on for a playoff talk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Dujane is kind of going to be our, our resident football sports talker guy, and we have because we got the card guys all lined up. But um, thanks again. Obviously, slab savers protectorslabs.com. Use code Dream Three to get ten percent off your order. 
Graded Card Solutions. Go to gradedship.com. Use code DREAM15 to get 15% off of your order. And finally, sell your cards on prospect.cards. That's www.prospect.cards. Use referral code DREAM3 when you register to get 0% seller fee for two months. And then after that, it'll be less than five. So do that. So until next time, guys, we will see you. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube page. We're on Spotify, so download it. Listen to it in your car. Share it. Tweet it out. Uh, follow us on the Facebook page. Follow us on our personal Instagram pages if you don't already. So until next time, we will see you later.